This is 937 a ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion Vershawn Jackson. Touchdown. Vershawn Jackson, number 34, gets the touchdown. Terrell Farley. Terrell Farley is Terrell Farley. Defending Terrell Farley. Who last week in his first start was a holy terror. Number 43. And Jake Bakoven. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Powered by Bauer. Here he is, Vershawn Jackson. Gia, Gia. Welcome back to the ticket. The ticket. 93.7, the ticket on the black shirt, Terrell Farley, and I'm with Bach. Yeah. So we still on the same subject. Um, me and Bach was talking about which five coaches who might not ever win a national title. Uh, I see who he's talking about now, Bach. We, we was talking about um, Bobby Petrino. Oh, yes. When he ran out on my Falcons. <laughs> I'm going to take a couple of um, Texas right quick before, yeah, we, yeah. before we hit hop back. Um, Tyler asked, um, did you read the Malachi Coleman interview where he talked about the Colorado visit? Loved Dion, but was very unorganized. Still talks to Dion almost weekly. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, it's interesting, certainly. I don't I don't really necessarily think it's – I mean, I think it's a good thing. If you're Malachi Coleman, if I had the chance to talk to Dion Weekly, I would. Um, as far as, you know, you know, the transfer portal and all that stuff these days, yeah. I guess you kind of think about that. But yeah, If I was Coach Rule, that would be rule number one. Don't talk to anybody who used to recruit you because yeah. <laughs> you don't know what they're talking about. You know, he's going to put in his head, Malachi, you know, you're supposed to be a day one player. So you need to go out there, and, and if they don't play you right away, you transfer. I don't like that. So, you know, all that, you know, it, it's good that he had a chance to go. I mean, if you're still talking to him, that that pretty much says you should have went there to me. Well, did you if, – if you did read the article, it's interesting because uh, – and I'm trying to remember who wrote it so I can give him credit for him. Look it up real quick. Um, but it was interesting um, because he said when he went on the visit, it just felt like the the visit was unorganized. Like he was in film meetings and the wide receiver coach was like learning about plays with him. And um, so, it, you know, it, it's it's one of those things where you're taking over a program and, and Dion's doing it for the first time at that level. And, um, you know, always year one's going to be kind of interesting because you, you're meshing ideas together and, and maybe people think you probably should have – you know, maybe more of it figured out by the time you you have recruits in front of you. Um, but I did find that very interesting. Obviously, there was a time Malachi Coleman went went up there, took some pictures, and people were all um, pretty worried about losing the top target in the state to yeah. Colorado. And uh, they pooped their pants that day. They did. They they did not. Well, they did, but Colorado did as well. Uh, at least according to the article, because Coleman kind of walked away from that visit thinking there this is not what a visit's supposed to be like. So. Um, you know, it's interesting for him to sh- kind of shed light on that, but also note that he still keeps in contact with Dion. So, um, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, I think in, in the article also, and by the way, it was Omaha.com, uh, Omaha World Herald, Evan Bland that, that wrote the article. Um, 
and uh, it was it was if if you didn't read it, it's really good. And, and and again, I know Malachi Coleman. Maybe it's because he had a big name and and whatever it is, you know, people like to uh, maybe feel think he's overrated or something like that. But I mean, he's just a uh, you know. You read about it. You read about his his fly like uh, <laughs> like chai organization that he's got going to to kind of give back to uh, kids in need and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's really cool, and you know he's an he's an easy guy to cheer for. I just I hope that someday won't be cheering for him at Colorado. Right now he's in at Nebraska. Um, you know, it's just it's a weird time in college football where you have to kind of think about that sort of thing. Kind of happy we was on that subject. Because on the drum roll to the worst coach who would never win a national title, oh. number one is Deion Sanders. Ah, interesting. Which we probably all know he won't win one at Colorado, but I can tell you this. If he goes to Colorado, if he goes to FSU, mm. I think Deion will win a national title. See, this is like this is where like I love the excitement, the anticipation. I want to see what he does at Colorado. I think year one, you're going to have to give it more than one year before yeah. you get your final grade. I think this is going to be a rough year. I think this is on the back burner. For, I, I, I think Dion knows and probably who's the next coach, who's the coach at Florida State knows right now that, hey, <laughs> we're, we're supposed to be the, one of the top dogs this year. Mm -hmm. So if this season doesn't go the way Florida State likes it, let's say they go three and – Three and eight. Oh, yeah. They're going to fire that coach. Oh, yeah. So, Dion's going to be a one and done at Colorado. Now, if he gets down to Florida, where where he's from, where he knows how to recruit and talk to those kids, he's going to get the best out of Florida every year. So, what the thing saying is that this list is not right at all. You know, it, it it's a list. You know, like we said, I don't agree with the Jim Harbaugh one. You know, because, you know, age doesn't play a number in college football. You know, Coach Osborne, he was he was an old man when I played with him. <laughs> right. So, he's definitely an old man now. So, like you say, I can understand Chip Kelly and Lane Kiffin. Um, Marcus Freeman, not too much satisfied with that because he's a, uh, he's a, he, a first-year coach. I know the thing about Notre Dame not in a conference probably hurts the chances too. But let's say in the next two, three years they get in a conference. You know, let's say they they go to the ooh can't come here, <laughs> can't go there. We don't really know where to go. <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of hard. But you know, it, I don't. I, you know that that's still up in the air. Question. Well, and right with there the for it, me. with the twelve team playoff, I don't think it'll hurt them too much. Yeah, yeah. It, like, I mean, they've like been we, able to get yeah, the fourteen so playoffs. I, so. But like, like I said. Um, and like I said with Dion, I definitely know he won't do it in Colorado. Yeah. So, and you know, like I said, his best chance are probably to, you know, boat town and go to FSU if something tragic happens down there this year because they have Florida State actually probably playing for the national title this game this year. This They've is got what, a lot of talent. They got, got a lot of talent. I mean, they lost a lot of guys to the transfer portal in the last couple of weeks. So, I don't know what their chances are now, but – they're saying with the return starters they have coming back, with the amount of guys they got, they're saying that Florida State probably have a good chance of beating Georgia this year, which I, I would like to see if it, if it could happen because, personally, I don't want Georgia to be that three-peat first team. I don't want them to do it. Now, to say that, you know, I'm going against my home team. So, you know, that's what I don't want them to do. 
Yeah, and Florida State's uh, you know interesting. I like I love college football. I think it's better when Florida State's good. I love those Bowden years, the '90s. The you know the rivalry with Nebraska, of course, was somewhat on the field with the 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 championship game, but also somewhat off the field and just like whose program is better, who's dominating the '90s more? Because those both both those programs were uh, were doing so in the '90s, um, but. I'd, I'd, so I'd love for them to be back. Jordan Travis is a huge quarterback. Uh, uh, you know, uh, every, I mean, he's kind of like the hot quarterback, similar to Anthony Richardson last year. That didn't turn out well for Florida. Does it turn out well for Florida State? Now, they've had more success, obviously, even just last year. Uh, and they actually have been doing good in the transfer portal. They, you're right, they've lost some guys. But as far as, like, guys they picked up in the transfer portal, um, they're picking up, like, near the top of the list. They just got that uh, the Coleman kid uh, that transferred away from Michigan State. Um, so I, 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 I cheer for Florida State to be to be good. Um, but I will say, again, I, I, I just – I don't know what to say about – Deion Sanders or Coach Freeman, Marcus Freeman, not winning championships. It's just so early in their tenure that that's like, that's not going out on a limb. If you, like most guys that have one year coaching experience or or less than at this level, I would, you know, 99% of them aren't going to win a championship. Winning a championship is hard. There's not a whole lot of people that do it. And recently, the ones that are doing it are repeating. They're, like, taking all the, the space. As long as Saban's here, it's going to be hard to get through. Now, now Jimbo Fisher's in there. Dabo Sweeney's, you know, you know, fighting for championships. I think Lincoln Riley at some point is going to get across that line. So, I mean, it, it's, no, it's no disservice to say someone's never going to win a championship, but – yeah, I mean, I would doubt that they would, I, but I wouldn't put them on this list. If I did, I'd put them, you know, closer to the bottom, the fifth or fourth, kind of like, oh, yeah, well, I guess that, that makes sense, and then kind of get to your bigger names. Mm. Now, they did say something about Rude. They, they said his chances was better at Nebraska because, you know, he has a long tenure here, but which is, I don't know. It's a long until it's not. I mean, if he if he's bad for three straight years at any point during that eight year term, do you think do you think Rule will win a national title here? Again, that's a that's a huge expectation. Uh, that's a different question. Do I think it will succeed here? Will he win a national championship here? Probably not. I mean, that's the that's that's the again. That's you're talking about a very small percentage of people that win a national championship. I know Tom Osborne did it, but I mean that's that's why it's hard to replicate Tom Osborne. I you know so, um, I mean if I had to bet, it would be no. But that doesn't mean I don't think he's going to be wildly successful here. And maybe he could. I, I just, um, you know, I, I, he hasn't for me to. I mean, and it, I, it's not maybe not necessarily going out on and too much of a limb, but for me to kind of get you into the national championship talk, you've got to have kind of flirted with at least being there before that's why I don't necessarily think Matt Rule I wouldn't really necessarily bring that up because as much as he built the programs at Temple and Baylor they weren't on the edge of winning the national championship Dion and and Marcus Freeman they've they've never they you know they're, they're too young in their careers to have been flirting with with getting close to a championship that's what makes Chip Kelly interesting he was that's what made Jim Harbaugh interesting he's right there he's knocking on the door um so, yeah, I mean, most coaches, like, I could name, I don't know how many coaches there are, 130, whatever, how many FBS schools are. There's 125 of them that aren't going to ever win a championship. Yeah, so here's the thing what they said about Nebraska. They said Matt Rule might have been left off the list that Deion Sanders is on for a couple of reasons. Maybe it's all the 
maybe it's all about the fact that Farrell believes that there is an outside chance that Nebraska football could win a, a title in his tenure. Assuming everything's go right, Rule will most likely be there for a while. His contract is not enough that his 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 contract is rich enough that another school probably don't want to mess with mm-hmm. him. So, you know that who knows. Yeah. I did see two yard barker um rated their top coaching hires for this offseason. They hit they had Matt Rule at number one. Um and uh Luke Fickle was at number two for Wisconsin and Deion Sanders number three. Hugh Freeze number four and Jeff Brom rounded up the top five. For what it's worth, Tim Beck listed at eighteen out of twenty four new hires at Coastal Carolina, who's gone thirty one and seven in the last three seasons. So it'll be interesting to see what the former Nebraska offensive coordinator does there. But I think that that's I think it's interesting because Matt Rule, it's either Luke Luke Fickle, Deion Sanders, and Matt Rule, no matter what list you make, those are kind of the top three, whatever order you want to put them in. I don't think there's a giant gap uh one way or the other. Um, but I do find it interesting because we talk about, you know, great hires, bad hires. Scott Frost was an A plus hire when he was when he was hired. Um I would stop short of saying Matt Rule's an A plus hire, but he is at the top of these rankings pretty much regardless of where you look. And I wonder if that is that does that help alleviate any burn if it if it doesn't play out? Not necessarily, but at least you kind of think, you know, for the time Nebraska, Trev Alberts made a good hire. They got, you know, one of the hottest guys on the market. And and we already know this, I know, but it's just it's kind of confirming to see that in these rankings um nationally there's a there's a big belief in, in coach rule at the college level, which I think is fair because that you know that's what's on his resume. Well I I don't know. Um, I, I like I said, like we could have hired probably Luke Fickle or anybody else, but you know we got Rule, so no nothing against Rule. He just he's he, he's he's a great he's a great coach. He's a program changer. I mean, he changed around Temple and and Baylor, but like I say, this is probably gonna be his biggest challenge that he faces because this this is Nebraska. Yeah, I mean, this is not a mediocre town or 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 a team that. That you know, this is the this is the only major sports in this state right here. Mm-hmm. So and, and you know, either you're all in or you're all out, and 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 the fans are not. You know, after a couple of losing seasons, the fans do turn on you. So we we have to. He has to come in here. He has to. You know, he he's doing the right way because he's going around. He's meeting a lot of people. He's he's getting accustomed to the fans. Now that's great. Now, but you know, now is. To the point where it's almost football season again, so you, you know you got the fans believing, so now you don't want to let them down, mm-hmm. and if you do, then that's when the booze come on. That's when the things come on. But you know you you got to fight through it with Nebraska. So if 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 that's one thing that Coach Rule gonna have behind him, he's gonna have Husker Nation behind him. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, you say, you know, somebody's kind of asking about how well you think that he's done recruiting. Um, I kind of think of the one of us. You, you talked about him kind of blending in with the Nebraska crowd. I just love that one of us thing because that's I think that Nebraska fans um, kind of feel, you know, and it's so weird because Scott Frost was obviously one of us. Right. I mean, you couldn't even have uh, more of, of that type of example. Um, didn't necessarily always, you know, behave that way, I suppose. But, you know, he's a former Oscar quarterback that won a championship and all that. But I think that that's, that's really important. And I think they've done a great job even changing, you know, Herbie, all that all that sort of like small details um, to let Nebraska fans know that, that 
they're all kind of on a similar, uh, you know, mind, you know, mind state, um, and that and that they're doing everything they can to kind of embrace the tradition and stuff that comes here. And, and you know, it, it's it's in, it's incredibly interesting to me, you know, because stuff like the black shirt tradition, um, that even you know, Mickey Joseph kind of rocked the boat last year by not not handing out the the black shirt. So for a few days, that was interesting. Um, you know, how how close does he pay attention to those? Uh, those type of small things that are that are big things here at Nebraska. I think he's. I think he is going to. All right. When we come back from the ticket, we'll talk about NBA basketball. We'll talk about the Husker softball. We'll talk about the baseball team. We're going to talk about boxing from the this weekend. The ticket ninety three point seven. <laughs> 